When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yeah, presented by Progressive Insurance, and I'm glad that I, I listened to Christine Lisi's Sports Center there, as I do at the top of every hour, because I had completely forgotten to mention Jokic uh, in our first hour, and I did want to get into this as, as we're delighted that you're along for the ride with us. We had good basketball conversation with Wendy and all the rest of that, and the story broke from Woj while we were on TV doing Get Up this morning, and I completely forgot to mention it in our first hour here. But Woj is reporting that Jokic is going to win. Jokic is going to win MVP. So Nuno, let me come to you on this. So you helped me. So this is my first year as an NBA awards voter, and as I told you many times on the show, I'm going to take that really seriously because I think it's important stuff. I know a lot of players have a lot of money involved in this, and and a lot of. It's an important decision. I wanted to take this very seriously. I have turned down, parathetically, I was offered a Heisman vote many years ago, and I turned it down because I don't think I should vote on the Heisman. I think too many people vote on the Heisman, and there's just no way in the world all of them are watching every game every week. And I think that too should be voting on the Heisman. And um, I, I am a college football fan who will watch... My team play, I'll watch the one or two really big games, the huge, the game, same games everybody else is watching on weekends, and then I'm not watching all the rest of them. So I didn't think I should vote for the Heisman. I don't want, I don't want that person voting for the Heisman, and that person happens to be me. So because I am doing the NBA this year, I have followed it even more closely than I ever otherwise would have. So I worked with you on this, Nuno, and I worked with Matt Williams, who is our researcher on the NBA shows, He's the hembo of the NBA coverage here at ESPN. And I don't want to pass the buck, but I allowed myself to be talked into voting for Jokic. And I'm kind of mad at myself now because the numbers are the numbers. And, 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 but I'm one who, I don't want to be governed by all, just by the advanced metrics. Like the numbers suggest that Jokic did things this season that had never been done before. And I allowed myself to get talked into voting for him for that reason. And again, I don't think it's a terrible vote. Look, he obviously won the award, so it's not a terrible vote on my part. But I'm kind of mad at myself that I didn't vote for Embiid now. I forget now, Nuno, who you told me I needed to vote for. Who, who, who were you lobbying for when I was asking well, you about for, it? Well, for me, I think it was either Jokic or uh, Giannis. I felt like Embiid kind of— Because you hate Philly. Well, no, you hate but the I, city. You hate the Sixers. No, no, come on. You can't—come on. I do—I do, I do, I felt a little like—and it's going to be crazy to say that Embiid's like, play dropped a little once— Harding got there. So, like—so, and I thought, like, he just—he slid— where the fact that, and I think you made this like point, like de- if Denver was in the East, I think they would have been better than a six team. Like, and the fact that Jokic had him in that situation where they won 48 games and he was so good, like he deserved the, he deserved the MVP. Here's the problem with the way they do these awards. 
So for there was a moment in time when they were doing this post-season, post-playoffs celebration party. That didn't seem to last long. And I haven't looked into why they stopped doing it. Maybe it's a COVID thing now. But for remember when they had like the awards night where they would announce all the awards, coach of the year, and it came after the finals. And it, and it led you to these ridiculous scenarios where like Dwayne Casey was named coach of the year for the Toronto Raptors and had already been fired. <laughs> remember that? Remember that? I think it was 2019. Dwayne Casey in the, in the post playoffs awards night was awarded coach of the year. He had already been fired as the coach of the Raptors. So maybe that's why they didn't, don't do it anymore because the postseason is so long that to be giving regular season awards that far away, that far removed, just doesn't feel right because the narrative changes so much. So at this moment, and look, Jokic played well. Jokic fought hard in that first series. Um, they, they were overmatched by Golden State. They were never going to win that. But he, he played hard and played well and put up huge numbers. Um, and, and I think earned, not that he needed to earn anyone's respect. He's obviously an unbelievable player and was the reigning MVP. But I remember Draymond was saying good things about him and stuff. Like Jokic acquitted himself extraordinarily well. But, you know, here's Embiid going on and he's, he's still out there with the thumb and with the faces. I mean, it's, it's just unbelievable. Like right now, I, maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment. Like right now, I feel like voting for Embiid. So I wonder if these votes should be done differently. The regular season award, I get that it is a regular season award, but basketball is the one sport where it is so, the postseason is so disproportionately important that I wonder if they shouldn't consider rethinking that. I don't know. One way or the other. Uh, Nuno, that, do you remember the year I'm talking about when Dwayne Casey was named the coach of the year and had already been fired? So was it 2019? I think so it was 19. The year before they won the title. Yeah. Uh, now, 2018. So yeah. it was 2018, the year before they, they won the title. That's right. It was 18. I take it back. It was 18, and then they won it in 19. I have the, 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 um, the pandemic makes everything seem just kind of weird in the timing of it all. All right, anyway, so Jokic is going to win the MVP. Obviously, it's not an unreasonable choice. It's a very good choice. I myself voted for the choice, but even I kind of regret it now. I feel a little bit like Embiid. I don't know. I feel like if I had it to do again, I might vote for Embiid. I'm going to agonize over this for the rest of the day. You know what makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? It's because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99. And they've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone with AutoZone. All right, next. The list is what determines who matters in this business. Green list. All right, the green list. Uh, regularly here with us on the program, which is uh, the top five, this, that, or the other, is voted on exclusively by me, the world's foremost authority on all matters. This time you can give me a little music, and I'm going to run through these quickly. I'm going to go through them in rapid order. These are my top five takeaways from the NBA weekend. I literally spent the entire weekend here in this room, in the room in which I am currently sitting, because we had two games Friday, we had two games Saturday, we had the early game yesterday. So these are my top five takeaways from the NBA weekend. Number five. I cannot believe Chris Paul let himself foul out of that game yesterday. Th- that A player of his stature and his savvy, I understand those are the little tricks that he does, but he knows how many fouls he has. He fouled himself out of that game, and I do for the life of me, don't understand it. That was a very strange performance. He's had back-to-back terrible games, and as a result, the Mavericks are right back in that series. Now, I think Phoenix will still win, 
But they could mess around and find themselves going seven games. And all of a sudden, they're playing a Golden State team that is rested and ready. So I think that there, there will be damage done from these losses, even if they wind up winning the series, which I still fully expect them to do. So I was really taken aback by CP3 yesterday. Number four. The John Morant thing is just the worst thing I, that could possibly have happened. There's no one right now who I think is bringing people to the sport more than John Morant. And, and, and again, I, I don't think it was a dirty play by Jordan Poole at all. Neither did Wendy. Nuno, I didn't get your take on it super quick. Dirty or not dirty, the Jordan Poole play? No, and especially if that wasn't the play where I think he got hurt anyway, so no. No, I, yeah, I agree. I think the Grizzlies are trying to you know, ratchet it up a little, and I think, candidly, I think they're all aggravated with Kerr. I think they think Steve sort of ratcheted this thing up to a level that was unnecessary, so I think they're trying to get back at Kerr. But one way or another, the fact that Morant is hurt, and I do not think he's going to play tonight. I'm not even sure he'll play in Game 5. Is just horrible for the sport, horrible for him, horrible in every way that something can be horrible because he has become, in my opinion, the single best show in the sport. Number three. Jason Tatum cannot play worse than he played on Saturday. I, I'm still reeling at how completely lost he looked, and, and that was a heartbreaking loss. That is going to eat at him this summer. Let me make it clear. I love Tatum. He's a phenomenal player. He's an MVP waiting to happen. He will be an MVP of the league someday. And... If they lose this series, that's the game they're going to remember. They're going to remember they lost that game. If he just plays his D game, they win that game easily. He played his F game. He took an F. He was a failure in that game. If he had just played his D game, meaning about as badly as you could ever realistically expect him to play, they would have won. They lost because he played a level that you wouldn't expect was even realistic from him. So if they wind up losing that series, I think that will eat at him the entire summer. Number two. Uh, The best team is Golden State. And I'll give Stephen A. credit. He's been saying that since it all started. And uh, I I think that is right. Uh, Right now, if you you ask me right this minute who's going to win the championship, I would say the Warriors. Do you agree with that, Nuno? Yes or no? Uh, Yes, they have the highest ceiling. Yeah, they have the best team. They haven't really been healthy all year. They were the best team until they started getting hurt. And then Draymond got hurt, and then and Clay, Clay comes back. They're still working things together, and Clay is not himself, which is fully understandable. The guy missed three years with two major injuries, the like catastrophic injuries, the Achilles and the ACL. But they, when they put it together, I believe Golden State is the best team. Number one. And the number one is Harden, and we opened the show with it, and, and look, he was great. He was great. That was the Harden that we all remember. And he becomes, to me, the most important player. We open the postseason by saying there's more pressure on James Harden than there is on any other player in the playoffs. And I think that is even more true now because his team is playing a best out of three and they don't have home court advantage against the one seed. But if he plays like that, they win. Now, right now, the two best players in this series are Joel Embiid and Jimmy Butler. Harden should be next. Frankly, he probably should be second. He clearly isn't. But if he can be next, then I think that they're going to win. So I think it is as simple as, as Harden goes, go the Sixers. If he gives you another performance like that, I think they're going to win the series. And if he doesn't, they won't. It's as simple as that. And that's the Green List with Greeny here, reminding you, you can tune into the ESPN Daily Podcast with a deep dive into a single topic from one of our hundreds of reporters. It's presented by Supercuts. It's available wherever you get your podcast. So Stephen A. Smith said something that made everybody crazy. But as usual, he was right. And you'll hear what it was right after this on ESPN Radio. 
Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance and coming to you as always live above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. In just a moment, I'll explain how Stephen A. Smith said something that made everybody crazy, but as usual was dead right. But first, I've got a scoop. The scoop. It's actually not me that has the scoop, but Adam Schefter tweeted this, and I find it fascinating, Nuno. And I don't know exactly how to quantify how important this is. But it is a great note on how this could be a better season than you expect for the Pittsburgh Steelers. How's that for a little tease? So this was pointed out by Bill Spiros that the Steelers this NFL season will travel markedly fewer miles than anyone else in the sport, than any other team in the sport. The entire season, 17 games, they will only travel 6,400 miles. And get this. Brandon, they will never play a game, the Steelers, outside the Eastern time zone. We talk about all the, you know, travel and time zone change. And any of us who travel for work or travel for any occasion, you understand the toll that can take on you, how you feel. I've done a bunch of work in L.A. this year with the NBA. I was in Vegas. You know, you come back, you feel lousy. The change of time is pretty significant. So the Steelers will never leave the Eastern time zone the entire season and will travel only six miles, 6,000 miles. On the flip side, the Seattle Seahawks are traveling almost 30,000 miles and will change time zones 34 times, 34 time zone changes over the course of the season. The Broncos, 32 time zone changes. The Chargers, 30 time zone changes. The Saints, 30 time zone changes. How important is that? I don't know, but it has to mean something, right? It has to, it has to count for something like all that travel. If it does, it has to factor in somewhere. And even if it doesn't, I find it interesting. I found it fascinating. The Steelers will play every single one of their games this season in the Eastern time zone. Now, their whole division has a little bit of that going on. The Bengals will play four, will change time zones four times, the Browns two times, the Ravens two times. So none of them are playing, a lot. none of them have a lot of travel. But the Steelers have none. I mean, basically no travel at all to take into account. And I just personally found that to be a fascinating thing. Okay, take that for what it's worth. What's on your mind brought to you by My Computer Career Training for a Better Life. Again, we're going to load up the calls coming up shortly. But first, Stephen A. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? So Stephen A. does first take at the same time that I'm doing this show. And I would say, Nuno, what would you say? At least once a week, sometimes twice. 
something that happens on first take is trending while we're sitting here. So I'm always trying to figure out what it is, you know, because that's how Stephen A. is. And that's how the show is. And that's great. It's why people watch it. So last week he said something that had everybody flipping out. But as usual, he was 100% right. This is what Stephen A. said. I want to announce to the American public that I think the Los Angeles Lakers should strongly consider trading LeBron James. The Los Angeles Lakers, as presently constructed, are going nowhere. He's the only person that has extreme value. You the Lakers, where you going? You got nothing. I, I, not only is he right, Nuno, but I will double down. Not only should they trade him, he should want them to. Like, they should be figuring this thing out together. But here's the reality of it. LeBron James is 37, will turn 38 years old in December. At this point of his career, he's got to make a decision because he's at a fork in the road. One path is he loves living in Los Angeles. He can finish out his career playing for a, a fancy franchise, living in a wonderful place, and just sort of go out like that. If that's what he wants to do, that's fine. But if he wants to finish his career with a legitimate shot at winning titles, at playing deep into the playoffs and everything else, that's not happening in L.A. That is not happening in L.A. I'm comfortable saying there's nothing the Lakers are going to do this offseason that is going to put them in significant position to contend in a meaningful way next year. You put a healthy LeBron and a healthy Anthony Davis, which, by the way, is an oxymoron because it doesn't ever happen. But let's even say they get to the playoffs healthy. You put LeBron and Anthony Davis together in this postseason, they don't get out of the first round of the West. They don't. They certainly aren't as good as Golden State. Memphis is only going to get better with more experience. Phoenix is better than them. Dallas is one piece away from being much better than them. Denver, if they get healthy, are better than them. So the Lakers, has the Clippers, with Paul George and Kawhi, if he ever comes back, I mean, and, and I say that sort of half-jokingly, he's going to play. I'm, I'm not sure that a fully, fully healthy Lakers aren't, like, at best, the sixth best team in the West, and, and maybe more like eighth. So I think not only do I think that they should consider trading him, but I think he should want to get traded. Because depending on what they have to give up, and that's the confusing part in this, if you put LeBron on the Cavs as constituted this year with the players they have, next season I think they'd be one of the favorites in the East. I genuinely do. They've got a ton of good young players there. And what they need is LeBron James. (laughs) Now, a lot of teams do, but I think he'd be much better off finishing in Cleveland with what they have going on right now than finishing in L.A. with what he has. Nuno, what do you think? The problem is, what's he invested in? Is it just the all the off-the-court stuff? It's the living the good life, obviously, the, the his son will be a senior next year. Is it that, or is it like, does he truly believe that this team can win? Because... It's going, and I know Wendy's brought this up a bunch of times, it's going to get ugly for him if the Lakers are struggling next year and he... You know, and he's on that path to break uh, Kareem's re- uh, all-time scoring record. The Laker fans aren't going to be thrilled with this guy. So, like, I think it comes down to what he wants, what he truly wants, if he truly wants to compete for another title. That's true. LeBron's best chance to go out gracefully less than his best is Cleveland. That's his home. That's where they love him. 
That's where he delivered what they had been starving for. In L.A., he delivered one of many championships, and this one, through no fault of his, took place in a bubble under completely weird circumstances. LeBron James, no matter what he does, he's never going to be. I've been spent a bunch of time in L.A. lately. If you've ever been outside of what used to be called Staples and is now called the Crypto.com Arena, they've got a ton of statues. There's a statue of Kareem. There's a statue of Shaq. Um, there's a statue of Jerry West. There's not a Kobe statue yet. Clearly, there will be. I'm trying to think who else. Who am I forgetting? Oh, Magic. And then there are hockey ones and, and, and some others. But LeBron's not that. He's never going to be that in a Laker uniform through no fault of his. He didn't get there until he was 30-whatever-it-was years old. So, And they've had a million great all-time great players. So the best chance for him to go out gracefully without winning is Cleveland. But if I'm him, I want to win. And I think he does. He's sitting there tweeting during the playoffs, oh, you know, this is going to be me next year. I'm never going to be sitting home watching this again. I believe that it's eating at him. I do. As I think he's a great competitor, and I think he wants to win. And I think his best chance to do it is somewhere other than L.A. Do I think it'll happen? No. But I do genuinely believe it would be the best thing. All right, let's load up uh, the hot takes right now. Uh, our number, we haven't done calls here in, in a little while, 888 729 That's 888-SAY-ESPN. Give me a call with your hottest takes right now. We have a million things going on. If you have some that go back to the NFL draft, I'll take those. Obviously, all the NBA, whatever else it is you're looking for, 888 is the number for your hot takes right after this word from 303 Products. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Products. 303's revolutionary graphene nano spray coating provides up to 12 months of protection for your car's paint, while their newest product, 303 Graphene Detailer, can be used more regularly for extra protection, slickness, and shine, and can even be used as a quick cleanup in between car washes. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Your calls are next. ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance in 30 seconds. I'm coming to your calls at 888-729-3776. That's 888-SAY-ESPN with your hot takes. We'll get there right after these 30 seconds for NetSuite. 
In growing companies, there are two kinds of CFOs. The one overwhelmed with manual processes, errors, and lack of control of the numbers. And then the one who uses NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. With visibility and control of financials, inventory, HR, planning, and budgeting, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. The CFOs that get it, get it. The CFOs that don't, don't. Head to NetSuite.com slash Greeny for a special one-of-a-kind financing offer. That's NetSuite.com slash Greeny. All right, so Bubba's not here today, which means Cam is on the board. Nuno's got the calls, and the hot takes are coming your way now. Here we go. Let's serve him up. Hot Cam, who's our first call? We got Darian in Memphis, Greeny. Oh, in Memphis. All right, let's hear it, Darian. Go. What is your hot take? Greeny, how are you, brother? I am trying to persuade you that that there's another small market team for LeBron aside from Cleveland. Memphis, if I give you anything except for John Morant, including the picks, why not LeBron to Memphis? I guarantee you he'd win a championship. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of places, Darian. Thank you for the call, and good luck to your Grizzlies. And and your guy, Ja, has become my single favorite player to watch in sports. There are plenty of places that LeBron could go that he might win the championship. I only use Cleveland as an example for what I would assume is the obvious reason, which is that LeBron is from Akron and he won. You don't need me to tell you about LeBron's history in Cleveland, obviously. So that's the reason I mentioned Cleveland. Sure, there are lots of other places LeBron could go to that he would be more likely to win a championship than Los Angeles. Cleveland just kind of feels like a sensible place if he really is just kind of waiting it out until Bronny gets there so they can have a victory lap together. Um, or for LeBron, a victory lap, and, and for Bronny, you know, for both of them, the unimaginable opportunity to play together father and son in the NBA, I could see Cleveland being a place that he goes to do it because of his obvious ties there. And if he wants to wait it out in L.A., that's also fine, and I kind of get it. But I don't think that's his personality. I think he wants to win, and I don't think he has any chance to do it in L.A. All right, Darian, thank you for the call. Uh, Cam, who's next? Got Ronald in Florida, Greeny. All right, Ronald, let's go. Hot take. Uh, we're all set here on ESPN Radio. Let's go. Give me, Ronald, what do you got? All right, here we go, Greeny. I expect the Golden State Warriors to win the championship this year. With that being said, I'm expecting the Los Angeles Lakers to make a move to send LeBron James to the Phoenix Suns for Mikael Bridges and DeAndre Ayton. LeBron cannot let Steph have more rings than him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, look, I need to think it through. I love Mikael Bridges. And Aiton is a young player they haven't signed yet. You know, do you build around a player of, of Aiton's skill set now? You're sort of more classic center. I mean, he's a, good, a really, really good player. But I think if there's one thing that we've come to understand is that elite wings now are by far the most valuable thing to have in the NBA. Bridges is a half a step down from that. He's not Jason Tatum. Um, he's a great defender. I, he, he got my vote for defensive player of the year. Look, I don't think LeBron's getting traded. And, and if you're, if you're the Lakers, are you trading him inside, you know, Phoenix right there in the, in, in the, another one of the conference superpowers. I don't see it happening. Look, I don't know that there's a whole lot of upside in us speculating about where LeBron might wind up as fascinating as it is. Cause I don't think any of this is going to happen. The one place that would make sense to me is Cleveland just because of his history there. Your hot takes are brought to you by 303 Products. 303 Products has your number with a full line of premium protectants and cleaners. They have everything you need to keep your car looking new longer. Uh, Cam, who's next? Adam in Phoenix. Adam, let's go. Uh, You're on ESPN Radio. What's your hot take? The Suns never should have passed up Luka Doncic in the draft, and now he's going to beat them in a seventh game on their own floor. You really think that? Are you a Suns fan? 
I am. I'm just, uh, you know, I got a lot of people here that thought we were going to sweep them. And now, I mean, this is a real series. So I think they're in trouble. I thought you were going to sweep them, too, Adam. And that, that is that was the Aiton draft, right? Remind me, that was, was Aiton went one. Draft. Because, yep. because Trey well, Young. Aiton's been good, but, I mean, Luke is going to be an all-time player. So it, it, it's tough to watch now. I hear you. You know, this is an interesting one. Adam, thank you for the call. Let me ask you a question, Nuno. I know you're busy screening calls over there, but let me have your ear for just a minute. So history has always said you take the seven-footer. All other things being equal, you take the center. And it's the reason that that Hakeem Olajuwon and Sam Bowie went ahead of Jordan. It's the reason that Greg Oden went ahead of um, Kevin Durant. Have we come to the end of that? Like, Luka Doncic, people knew coming out of Europe that he was magical. And Trey Young, you could see it in college that he was magical, led the country in scoring and assists. And you took the center because he's the center. One year at, 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 at uh, remember, he went to Arizona, right? One year at Arizona, and then, and then they take him. Do you think we've seen the end of that? Will they still take the center? Because Adam is right. Aiton's an excellent player. You can't say it was a bad pick, but Luka Doncic is a once-in-a-lifetime player. So you tell me, will they stop taking the center? Well, I think it, a lot of these centers that are guys that are, you know, like a Chet Holmgren who is considered a possible uh, the number one pick this year. It's guys who are, you know, who do different things than Aiton does, right? They can they can score out in the perimeter. They can handle like the what people thought Kristaps Porzingis could be, like that type of player. That's so, what I mean. So actually. yeah, so like that's He's, a guy. Yes. See, to me, okay, so now. You're right and I'm wrong because I wouldn't describe Chet Holmgren as a center, even though they will probably put a five next to him when he gets to the NBA. But what I mean by center is your traditional, you know, someone in the lineage uh, of people like, you know, Kareem and Walton and and, and Bob Lanier and, and, and people like that, like that played center the way center always used to be, which is what Aiton does in, in the modern NBA game. Uh, a guy like Chet Holmgren and some of the, I mean, how tall is Paolo Boncaro? Not that he's going to be a five, but these guys are, none of them are like six foot four anymore. No, the NBA doesn't have a guy six foot four anymore. A guy like Boncaro is like six eight, isn't he? Well, these guys are all big. How tall is Boncaro? He's, yeah, he's six ten, two six ten. So yeah, so he's six ten. Yes. He also got confused for Patrick Mahomes yesterday. Someone confused yeah, uh, Ben with one of the F1 reporters, yes. Really? Yeah, so, so one of the great things that F1 is the, their access to, and like, pit row, so the stars are out there and things of that nature, and this reporter, British reporter, was, like, following uh, Paolo Benchero, and he's like, and he's like, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, and, like, <laughs> I interviewed him, so, yes. That's funny. <laughs> Meanwhile, he walked right by Dwayne Wade to, uh, to introduce himself to not Patrick Mahomes. Is that right? I didn't see that at all. I saw Wade with Brady a little bit. Um, yeah, the Formula One, I mean, it, the, the explosion of popularity of that in this country has been fascinating for me to observe. I'm going to need to uh, take a little tutorial on that because I will confess, this is not a sport that I know well, um, but it is obviously something that is becoming more and more important. It is going to be my job now to know it far better than I do. So I will dive into that when the NBA fi- uh, Finals finish. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Cam, who's our next hot take? David and Mass. All right, David, let's go. What's your hot take? Hey, thanks for taking my call, Greeny. Um, after the Warriors win the title, they shake it up, package Wiseman, Moody, and a future pick, and they get Gobert. And then they run rough shot for the, the title over and win at least three more titles. 
See, Gobert is an interesting one. I don't know how good Wiseman is. Well, I mean, Wiseman's supposed to be the goods. We've, we've barely had a chance to really see him. The kid that they have on that team that I really like is Kaminga. I really like Jonathan Kaminga. He's 19 years old. He became the youngest player Saturday night to start an NBA playoff game probably ever. Now, the data on starters only goes back 50 years. So, technically, he's only the youngest player to start an NBA playoff game in the last 50 years. But I don't think in 1968 there were 19-year-olds that were starting NBA playoff games. So, I want to say I think he's the youngest starter ever. Do they make a move? I See, I think that, I don't know. I I, I need to get a little more of a take on, on just how good they think people think Wiseman is going to be. I do think that they have to break up Gobert and Mitchell in Utah. And Gobert would give them that rim protection and everything else. And they have so many shooters and everything. I don't know that they need. I think they'd be okay with the sort of presence that Gobert is in the sport right now, speaking of classic centers. Um, but I don't see it. I don't see that happening. I, 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 don't, I think Gobert goes to the East. And I think the Warriors get better next year with the guys they have, including Wiseman. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Uh, who's next? Jonathan in South Carolina. All right, Jonathan, let's go. Give me a hot take. What do you have? Morning, Greeny. Um, I'm a huge fan, man. I've been listening to you for like 20 years, and this is the first time I've ever made it on the air. So thanks for taking the call, man. Thank um, you. I got, I, got, I got a great hot take, man. Um, and that is that the most used button that you have on your uh, little computer there needs to be this is why people shake nerds that needs to be used <laughs> all the time all right, every time i hear it laugh my butt off Love I'll, it, man. I'll play it for you here this is why people shake nerds i agree it, it is incredibly <laughs> funny because nuno has a funny way about him he just has an unusual way of talking and he was so um so emotional in in in, in responding to something hembo said i don't remember anymore what it was but hembo is the definition of a nerd but what I find the best thing about that drop is not that this is why people hate nerds, this is why people get mad at nerds. The fact that you specifically chose shake. This is why people shake nerds. Is, is beautifully illustrative of exactly what it is you're talking about. Nuno, what exactly is it about shaking, the shaking of the nerds <laughs> that, that, that led you to say that, to use that specific verb? Because I think you could shake them and, like, you're not being violent with them, right? You kind of just, like, pick them up, shake them a little. Like, it sounds like a pretty violent <laughs> shake to me. Like, like that time. See, you know what I think it is also? Growing up, and obviously I'm, you know, slightly younger than you, like, uh, those the ABC specials, right? And what would happen? Like, the nerds would be picked on, right? You would yeah. shake them and throw them against the locker. Like, that type of thing. So, like, I, I but remember But they wouldn't those. be shaken. Like, what, I mean, and first of all, let's make it clear, because we live in very sensitive times. No one is suggesting the shaking of a nerd. Whatever you do the rest of this day, do not shake a nerd. <laughs> or do anything to a nerd. Be nice to a nerd. But, but, I mean, I'm old enough to remember, you probably are too, the movie Revenge of the Nerds. Is that a movie younger people even know now? I don't know. Like Cam? I like that movie. I've heard of it. I have not seen it. It's a good movie. But, um, but so the nerd has, see, here's what has happened. The the whole nerd paradigm has been flipped on its head. So if you go see the, um, what is the movie? Uh, 21 Jump Street movies. They did a great job of parodying this because Jonah Hill plays the guy who in my era would have been shaken in high school, right? He's the nerd. And Channing Tatum is the big, good looking, dumb jock. And in my era, that's where the popularity was. In the world in which we live today, and I witnessed this with my kids, it's now cool to be smart. 
It's not cool to work hard. It's not cool to try hard. It's not cool to be like above it all and be the rebel and be the bad guy. And and I thought 21 Jump Street did a good job of that. Revenge of the Nerds is the opposite. Right like now, the Lambdas in Revenge of the Nerds would be like, that would be the popular place on campus. You know what I mean? That it was quite the opposite of that when I was there. So, yeah, that's a good call. And, and why people shake nerds. This is why people shake nerds. I do think that is very funny. All right, Cam, do we have time for one more? I think we do. You have another call? We do. We have Ryan in Texas. All right, Ryan, let's go. Give me a hot take. Well, first of all, watching on ESPN+, Plus, I love your fingers. Actually, you are shaking Actually, shaking nerds without having nerds in your hand is kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. the shaking of the nerds. Go ahead. What's your hot take, Ryan? Go. My hot take is that this NBA playoffs is about as close as to March Madness as we've ever seen. I think there's a number of teams that can win the championship. I think the Mavs, the Suns, the Warriors. I think anybody could win. And I think maybe people aren't missing LeBron, even though it'd be great. But because oh, yeah. the March Madness deal is fantastic, how many teams do you think could win it? I'll, I'll listen. It's an excellent call, Ryan, and and I agree with you because if indeed JJ Redick is right, and we are now witnessing the end of super teams, then that would be the best thing that ever happened to the NBA. Look, I love the NBA; it was my favorite sport growing up, and I've said this to Adam Silver over the course of time that the super team was destroying the league. And when, when the Warriors got Kevin Durant, I understand it was a one-off and the uniqueness of the circumstance, they couldn't stop it. But it was the worst thing that could happen to the league because it made the championship a foregone conclusion. No one could beat those guys. And if Durant hadn't torn his Achilles, then they would have won the championship that year and every year that he remained there. There's no fun in that. This is what's fun. It is wide open, and I agree with you. So let's go, Nuno. Let, let's, let's finish it up by answering Ryan's question. There are eight teams left. How many of them realistically could we see winning the championship? Suns, obviously. Warriors, obviously. Could you see the Mavs winning at all? Uh, no. Me neither. And Grizzlies, I can't see them winning at all either. I, I, don't, I don't see that. So I'll say two of the four. I, if, if, if Ja was fully healthy, let's put it this way. I, I, I picked the Warriors before that series, and I would still believe they would win. But I would not consider the Grizzlies beating them with a fully healthy jaw to be one of the great upsets we've ever seen. Without jaw, it certainly would be. So I, I think they're basically dead in the water now. You agree with that? Yes, okay. that, that's done. So Suns, Warriors. Now on the other side, Celtics? Yep. Bucks? Uh, definitely. Heat? No. The one seed? I mean, you're telling me that you couldn't see the Heat winning the championship? No, because I just don't. They have no point guard play. That 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 Kyle Lowry injury has he's not going to get better right nope, that no. hamstring's not going to get better uh and who am I forgetting oh Sixers if you, we get that James Harden that we got last night yes they could win the title. all right so to the point that Ryan made one two three it's five out of the eight teams that are left we could see winning it one of them we just dismissed was the one seed in the Eastern Conference and frankly I'm gonna I'm going to overrule Nuno on that one I'm going to say it would not be shocking if the heat when they wouldn't be my pick in fact I think I would pick them out of the six that we've just named sixth but I still I believe they are one of the teams that could win it okay in honor of today this is why people shake nerds this has been great fun Nuno thank you for uh, carrying the load for the remainder of of the uh, hashtag crew. And I think Cam has earned a hashtag. I think he's hashtag wow, Cam this now. Is momentous. You've earned it. You definitely deserve it. Thanks, everybody, for the calls. We'll see you back in Better Than Ever tomorrow on ESPN Radio. 
Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.